So for us to uh, grow um, or to, to develop in our occupations, we need to use wisdom. And that's especially true nowadays with there being problems with the economy. But for those people who have mindfulness and wisdom, they're able to find wealth. Um, and so they also need to have a good amount of good karma that they've accumulated and to have their barami for them to rely on this as well. So some people, they wish to succeed in their work, but they don't have uh, the funds to do it. They haven't um, accumulated enough uh, dana barami as well. They haven't been generous enough in the past. Um, but so we need this. We need this dana barami, and we also need um, something that we're able to invest, and also our mindfulness, our wisdom, a mind that is settled and collected in samadhi, and then we'll be able to think in ways that we'll be able to solve the problems that we have in our work so we can succeed without difficulty. So there are people who can do this, even though the economy is in a tough state at the moment. Um, they don't find it so difficult themselves. But not all people are in this situation. And there are some who have little mindfulness and wisdom. They don't have much effort. And so things just get even more difficult for them. And for them to find a way to uh, get money so that they can look after themselves and their family, it can be very tough. And uh, so we see nowadays that many people are going through uh, difficulties in this way. But if we have uh, wisdom, then we'll be able to contemplate and we can ask ourselves, well, why were we born? We see that one day passes, and then the next, and then the next. And these lives that we have, whether they uh, contain a lot of happiness or a lot of suffering, uh, everything within them is unsure and impermanent. And so we, we see this, and that even though there's a lot of suffering or a lot of happiness, these things do uh, change. And um, we also know that we're lucky because having been born into this human state, we don't have to go through so much internal suffering. And those beings in lower forms of existence, and those in hell, for example, they have to experience great internal anguish and torment that they don't experience any comfort whatsoever. There's always some form of pain. And so what do they do, these hell beings, in order to get out of that state? They need to be able to recollect some goodness that they've done. And they think that if they get born as a human, then they'll create merit. And uh, they'll be very generous. They won't be stingy. They won't steal anything. They won't harm any life. They won't rob or cheat or consume any intoxicants. They won't do, take any alcohol or do any uh, methamphetamines or cocaine. 
nothing that will destroy the mindfulness and wisdom that they have. Because if we take these intoxicants, then a lot of uh, damage can happen. And perhaps we drive a car and go too fast, there's an accident, and many people can die. Or with the lack of mindfulness, um, under the influence of these intoxicants, then in just a flash of anger, um, someone can kill another person. And so these harmful acts that we can do under the influence of alcohol and drugs, uh, they give us the results of suffering. But for those people who uh, can think well, or those uh, beings in the lower realms who are able to gain some mental clarity, then they think that if they get born as a human, they'll have the opportunity to develop goodness. Because in the animal realm, for example, every day is consumed with trying to find food, and it's never enough for them to feel full. Some animals are lucky in that they have people looking after them, helping them, some cats and dogs, for example, but they're very few. They depend upon the kindness and the compassion of uh, humans to look after them. But in order for them to be in the situation where they have people looking after them, it means that they've got a lot of merit that they've accumulated before. But normally, for most animals, they don't have anyone to care for them. If they get sick, then they just have to rely upon the karma that they've made. But for those who have caretakers, um, then they get looked after, they get treated when they're ill. So they all depend and follow the karma that they've produced. The lives of every being in every state, it has to change. And uh, it's possible for animals to get born as humans. And there was one uh, cat that lived with a, an old monk in Supanbury. And uh, this cat died. And then later on, this monk said that it had been born as a human. And so this does happen. That those that have the merit, they're able to gain uh, a life in the human realm. So many animals, um, they may think in this way, that if they get born as a human, and if they don't forget, then they'll have this opportunity uh, to be able to build up goodness, that they won't follow any evil tendency. Because it's the nature of animals um, that they are under the influence of these defilements, um, that they can quite easily be consumed by anger or by greed. And that's what leads uh, beings to be born into that state, into the animal realm, is due to the defilements. And also people who take advantage of animals, uh, then in the next life, um, they may be born um, into a similar position where they're an animal who's been used by people. So when we have this uh, opportunity, this great opportunity as a human, um, then what should we do with it? And how do devas think about this? Well, they have a lot of happiness, but the happiness that they experience is not a sure thing. And so they wish to, when they die, get born as a human. 
So this human birth, it's a very great opportunity. It's a very good form of life. And very few people are able to gain it. And so having uh, the good fortune to be born like this, and we shouldn't get lost in delusion, but rather use this opportunity well. And some people, even though they get this great opportunity, they use it to create a lot of bad karma. Um, they use it to uh, fight with each other and to, to harm others because they're not able to put up a fight against their own defilements. shows that they don't have much mindfulness and wisdom. But for those who do, um, they can be both children or adults. Uh, they'll use this opportunity well. And if we have mindfulness and wisdom as a child in this life, it shows that we've accumulated a lot of it before. And if we don't have these two qualities of sati and panya, then we'll experience much suffering. So now that we have this good opportunity, are we going to use this well? For some people, they answer that they'd rather get rich first because they look at others who are very wealthy and they think that they have a lot of happiness. They think that I have so much difficulty, I'm in such a hard position, that when I get ill, then I have to go to a public hospital. And there are so many people there. It's just crowded with all these people and the queues are so long. And to just get one tooth pulled, uh, there can be a waiting list of six months and even for the nurses who work at that hospital, they have to wait six months to get uh, a tooth pulled out. And will they be able to take all that pain, um, having toothache for so long? If they're lucky, maybe it's just a three-month uh, wait. But they have to endure with all this physical suffering. And they don't want to experience that. They want to find a way out of that pain. So for those who don't have much mindfulness and wisdom, they'll think that if I was very wealthy, then I would be at ease, then I would have everything just comfortably. I'd be able to go to a private hospital where everything is just so convenient and people are all helpful and they receive you well. So I think that by having wealth, um, life is very easy and full of joy. And also for those people who are poor, um, oftentimes just finding one meal can be quite tough. And uh, for them just to earn 500 baht, they may have to work very hard, put in a lot of physical effort uh, just to get that amount of money. But for others, they can earn 500 baht within the space of minutes. And there are those who earn 10,000 baht within the space of minutes. So those who don't have this wealth, they look at those who are wealthy and they want it. They think that if they got rich like that, then they'd be happy. And so they think in this way and trying to get themselves out of the suffering that they're in. And sometimes they get themselves into debt. They don't have the money to pay for food and so they borrow that money. Then they get themselves into an even... Uh, more difficult situation. 
And when they're not able to pay that back, then wherever they go, people don't trust them. And they know that this is someone who is in debt and uh, who is unreliable. So if they ask others for money, then no one gives it to them because they don't have the wisdom to use that money well. So we need to be wise around the wealth that we have. And this starts from the wisdom we gain from school and from our studies. Even so, some people have a certain kind of worldly knowledge and worldly wisdom, uh, but they use that to harm others. They use that to create bad karma. And the same for some wealthy people, that they have all this money and they use that in a way that causes others difficulty and pain. But for us, if we have mindfulness and wisdom, then we'll use our knowledge and our wealth in a way that leads to goodness, that leads to happiness. And that both us and our families feel at ease. And there's a sense of happiness. So when we have this opportunity, this very good opportunity, we should use that to develop wisdom. And there are some people uh, during the time of the Buddha that even though they were very poor, they still made the effort uh, to make offerings to the Buddha. They had this great opportunity to be able to be in the Buddha's presence and receive his teachings, and they gained great faith from that. And so they wanted to make offerings to him because they knew that by doing that, they would experience a lot of happiness, that their minds would be full of merit. And this inner merit it just can't compare to any external wealth. And so they used that opportunity to make offerings to the Buddha. And there are some very rich people who found out that the, the Buddha was staying close by, and they wanted to make an offering to him on the same day. They wanted uh, to take that opportunity. Uh, but these poor people, they wouldn't uh, give up the opportunity that they had. Uh, they wouldn't uh, give that away because they saw that it was just so valuable having this chance to be able to make offerings to the Buddha. So these are people who have wisdom um, and they saw that by making merit in this way, then their minds would be very joyful and very happy. So even though their external conditions were quite uh, tough, but internally they had a lot of goodness, a lot of ease, a lot of joy and wisdom. And they gained this happiness uh, from donating to the Buddha. And that their wisdom was very clear and bright, so they wouldn't let go of this good opportunity that they gained. So wisdom is very important, and whether we're children or adults, we need to depend upon wisdom. And we develop this and use this at school. But if people are lazy, then they don't study, and they don't learn how to develop uh, their ways of thinking. They don't learn how to grow in effort. Whether we have much wisdom or little wisdom, still we're able to succeed. It just depends upon our effort. 
And so at school, perhaps those people who naturally are quite wise, and they just have to read through a book once and they're able to remember the content. Uh, but for those with a little wisdom, they may have to go through it three times in order to remember. But still both are able to exceed. It just depends upon our effort. And so in our work as well, we need to be diligent. We need to have effort. We also need to have uh, principles and a, um, a sense of structure and routine uh, in our work and in our studies as well. And this also flows over into our meditation. So this is important as well in meditation to have uh, structure um, because it helps to, because if we don't have that, if we don't have any uh, routine or any kind of format that we follow, then it's easy for the defilements of greed, hatred, and delusion uh, to drag us along. So we have this opportunity to understand the Dhamma, to know the Dhamma, to gain this inner noble wealth. This, however, can be something that's quite difficult. But for those who have wisdom, they're able to do it because their minds are bright. So this wisdom gives us inner brightness. It allows us to be able to see. It's a radiance that's of great importance. And just as external light uh, aids us or allows us to see the things of this world, so the inner light we gain allows us to see the truth. And the truth, this noble truth that the Buddha taught. Uh, for example, that this body is a heap of suffering. But we need wisdom to be able to see this. So we have this opportunity now to be born as a human. And sometimes the beings of the lower realms, they help us to see the great fortune that we have in this. They help to remind us of that. And sometimes maybe animals or hungry ghosts, they can tell humans, don't be heedless, that we in the lower realms, we have so much suffering that there's so much difficulty being a hungry ghost like this, that we really want to be human. We want to be able to create the goodness uh, that you can create. And so don't be heedless. Use your time well. So this can happen, that these beings can remind us of this. They can help to uh, stir up our mindfulness and wisdom, remind us of the good fortune that we have to have gained this opportunity. So we use it well, both in our study and in our work. And uh, for children, um, they should learn to put an effort as well, to not just rely upon their parents, but to build up their mindfulness and wisdom themselves as well. Because sometimes uh, children, they just depend too much on their parents on the happiness and the ease that they gain from their old good karma. It's important that we build up new good karma as well. So there were some people who had the good fortune to be born during the time of the Buddha, but they didn't have any faith in his teachings. And uh, the father-in-law of Lady Visaka, for example, uh, he had faith in just... Uh, 
monastics of other traditions, but he didn't have any faith in the Buddha or in his monks. So when the Buddhist monks would walk past the house in arms round, uh, uh, Lady Visaka's father-in-law wouldn't offer them anything. He would invite them to pass by and go to another house. So Lady Visaka, she told these monks, oh, you can go on because we don't have any new food here in this house. We just eat old food. And when her father-in-law heard this, he was furious. He was thinking, we, we're so rich, we have so much wealth. So how could she say that we just eat old food? And of course we have new food in this house. He was really, really angry with this um, because he had put in so much effort to gaining all this wealth, and yet he was being insulted in this way, and he wasn't able to accept it. So they ended up by arguing with each other. But in the end, he just wasn't able to win out over Lady Visaka because uh, she explained that her father-in-law was just eating all his old good karma and he wasn't making any new good karma. So she was able to lead him to have faith in the Buddha. But she had the wisdom to do this until she became known as his mother, his mother in the Dhamma. So she had the mindfulness and wisdom uh, to be able to lead others in this way towards the Buddha because her mind was so strong in goodness, in good qualities. Um, and she had the Dhamma well established inside of her. So there are some people who are born into rich families. Uh, they're children of very wealthy parents, but they shouldn't get lost in the wealth that they have. Because there are some that do. They become heedless, and they use that money to go out and get drunk, or to take different kinds of drugs. And this is using their good karma in a way that isn't right. And it creates problems in their lives. And they just follow the ways of, of harmful tendencies, creating more and more bad karma. So we need to have faith and rely upon the faith that we have. Gaining this human birth is something that's very difficult. And the Buddha gave a, a simile. He said it's like there's a piece of bamboo that's floating in the ocean. And this bamboo has a single hole in it. And there's a blind turtle who lives in that ocean. And once every hundred years, that turtle will surface. So the chance of the turtle poking its head into the hole of that piece of bamboo is the same chance that we have of gaining a human birth. So it's something that's very, very difficult to come about. So we have this great opportunity, and we've also met with the Buddha's teachings. So we shouldn't be heedless. And for being other beings, it can be very tough. Um, so for animals, for instance, um, they can't develop much goodness because they have bodies that just aren't still, they're not peaceful. So it's very, or it's very similar to those people who don't have much sila. Because those who get drunk, for example, their bodies aren't still and they're not peaceful. 
So it's tough for them to create goodness. And even though people like this, who don't have much sila, who don't have much mindfulness and wisdom, they may want wealth, but they just don't have a chance of getting it. Even those who are born into wealthy families, they shouldn't be heedless, but rather try to build up more merit, not just rely upon the old merit that they have. So in the time of Lumpur Man, uh, the lives of the monks were very tough back then. It was really difficult. And sometimes they would go for arms round into a village and they would be abused by the villagers. They'd say that they're insane ghosts and tell them to go away. Because the color of their robes was a very dark color and the villagers were unused to that. But they endured with this. And Lumpur Man stuck it out. And he really tried to teach these people so that they would have faith so that they would gain a foundation in the Dhamma. And now um, they do have faith. In these places that Lumpur Man taught, uh, the people there have a lot of devotion towards uh, the teachers in the forest tradition. And they have a lot of faith in these teachings um, because they took the Dhamma of the Buddha to them. And this then spread out to the cities, to Bangkok. And the people there gained faith faith and in the practice, in meditation. Because before, they didn't have any faith in these things. And then this spread abroad to other countries. And so there are many branch monasteries of Ajahn Chahs in many different countries now. So for just one monk, uh, one foreign monk, uh, Lumpur Sumedho, he has brought great benefit uh, to many, many people in many countries. That even though he studied to a very high level and uh, came from quite a well-off background, he saw that this wasn't able to relieve the suffering that he had. And so he tried to find a way of practice that would take him out of that suffering. So for us, we have this good opportunity to have met with the Buddha's teachings, that we can study these teachings. Even though we may have wealth, we shouldn't get lost in that wealth. Uh, we shouldn't let that take us outside the bounds of sila. We shouldn't use that in a way that harms others. So there are some people who have a lot of wealth and a lot of knowledge, but they do use that in a way that damages other people or uh, can even damage other nations. So some people uh, using computers, for example, um, can cause a lot of harm. But we shouldn't do that. Because true wealth, or the true rich person, is that person who feels like they have enough. Numpur Chah once asked someone how much money they earn, and they said 5,000 baht. And he asked this person if that was enough, and this person said yes. So Lumpur Chah responded that someone like this is really difficult to find. That no matter whether someone has a lot of wealth or whether they're very poor, um, if they don't have a sense of enoughness in that, then everyone is poor. But for those who feel like they've got enough, 
then they're the ones who are truly wealthy. They're people who have a lot of kindness and compassion, and they feel the happiness of that. And they see that happiness is more important than being wealthy. So the sense of ease both in our body, in our mind, and because we have Dhamma. And so for those people who don't have Dhamma, even though they may have a lot of wealth, their hearts are dry and withered. And because greed just stirs them up, anger makes them very agitated, and delusion, um, being lost in wealth, being lost in money, um, can make the heart very fiery. And because they don't have a sense of sacrifice, they don't like to give, and they just keep these things um, right until they're dead, and they die with greed, hatred, and delusion burning their hearts. So where are they going to go to? You see that many people are attached to their wealth. They get born as animals, snakes or crocodiles, that they're protecting the wealth that they once had. So therefore, we have been born into this life. We have this great opportunity to develop our minds so that they're able to know and understand the Dhamma. So may all of you be sincere in doing this.